What's up, guys and girls and white rhinoceroses? Um, it is November 15th, 2020, at exactly 10.18 p.m., late night Sunday. Uh, I'm your host, the X Gamecock legend, the only one, the living myth, the guy, D1. And I'm partnering with my boys. Gary Gasella, checking in from Atlanta. No. Pass it over to my other dog. Yeah, this is this is Andrew Meeks here from Columbia, South Carolina. Living. Yeah, man. All right. And y'all are listening or watching, whatever y'all doing, to the first installment of the Meanders podcast, where we're going to talk about some sports and sprinkle a little bit of the, that business knowledge on your head. All right. Well, you know, let's just jump right into things, man. Um, college football, uh, kind of boring. Games were postponed. Uh, big news, though. Uh, USC, and I'm talking about University of South Carolina, not that garbage school. Uh, <clears throat> fired their head coach, Will Muschamp. Uh, he was let go. Interim coach, uh, offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo. He's in the game now. Uh, he's in the reins. Uh, but what do y'all think about um, new coach, uh, potential coaches? Um, I got, I got one. What about Bill O'Brien? That sounds pretty terrible. Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. And I think, yeah, I don't know that I have any suggestions. I think they should go with, uh, you know, stick with someone in the program, take an unknown guy. It's like, the the trend of going with uh, big coaches has not really been paying off uh, and yeah, he, as he much did, as it does. He did, he did struggle um, a little bit in his NFL uh, career, but he did, you know, coach uh, at Duke, Maryland, and Georgia Tech, so and also Penn State. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, he's definitely college coach eligible. He's definitely the person you sure, can talk sure. to. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just saying – it's a big name out there. Gamecocks could use, you know, a little bit of hype going from uh, <laughs> all the way out there from Columbia, South Carolina. So, uh, but, you know, let's, let's jump off off that. Um, anybody have thoughts on, you know, all the postponed games because of Corona? Yeah, I mean, um, pretty crazy what how Corona is affecting the sports environment right now. You know, we're seeing – cardboard cutouts in the stands um, and baseball. We're seeing empty stadiums for the uh, NBA 2020 championships. And, um, you know, some, some places are actually taking it a different route. I guess it all just depends on the, the city in which you live. Uh, but it is definitely ha making a great impact on uh, sports today. Yeah, it is. It is a very interesting topic. You know, I agree with, with everything you just said. Um, it seems like or at least I was under the impression that we would hopefully be done with COVID by this time. So the fact that it's kind of still impacting sports is, uh, yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? Sports in everyday life. Not that we're getting into that right now, but wow. What a change we've seen in the past, you know, not even a year yet. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, I was trying to say, like, it's not even just like games being postponed or like uh, limitations of like occupancy. We're actually having like, 
award shows like stripped away from like you know people like the Heisman uh, trophy ceremony is going to be virtual now. So you know what I'm saying, like yeah, like you know what I'm saying. As people now, we we experience those times of like having to be like present out there, having like large crowds, being awarded in such a large stadium, large audiences, being like you know recognized at such a like like such a bougie and <laughs> and like gangster way of doing it, you know what I'm saying? And then now it's down to this, where like it's just. It's kind of like stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen going forward? I mean, we might see masks for a year to come here. I, I agree. I mean, it's just the precautions we have to take at the moment. But I, I think we all know we all want the same thing. We want, we want our sports back. We want to be able to wake up whatever day it is, whatever sport is your, is your vice. And we want to go watch a game. We want to go sit in the stands and we want to be fans. We want to get rowdy. We want to get drunk, depending on your age. Absolutely. Let's get on the NBA. It's a big week in the NBA. Um, you know, we got free agents rolling. We got freaking trades rolling. We got the draft on Wednesday. Um, and, hey, look, we're a little bit smarter in the NBA than the NFL. So you should listen to us. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you, uh, let's start off first with um, – Trade rumors, man. We heard James Harden possibly thinking about going to the Nets. The little Brody rumors kind of died down. What are y'all thinking? James Harden's Nets, good, good mix. I think it would be an intriguing. It would be an intriguing uh, team they would put together over there. I don't know. You know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant aren't really proven that they're going to be good together. And that's a lot of star power on one team. I think it probably would work out, and that team would definitely be one of the um, top competitors in the East, if not the top competitor out of the East. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it would be interesting. It definitely seems like James Harden and Westbrook are looking to get out of Houston. So that'll be very interesting to see what happens with the trades. Mike and Tony left. They're like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm out of here. For real. <laughs> But yeah, no, like, what, what would they give up, man? What would they give up for a, a James Harden package? I, I can't even imagine. It, you like, think it'd have to be just, I don't know, man. Would my boy Jared Allen be in the deal? I, I think they would just give him <laughs> like, a whole bunch of, whole bunch of picks. Oh my god! Yeah. They, they'd, they'd have to give up an asset or two, but it would be it would be a blockbuster for sure. It would be unbelievable. Big Bad Joe would leave. He's he definitely 100 in the package. Yeah, probably. I can't really imagine the dynamic of James Harden on the team with two other superstars like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. James Harden is just such he he loves having the ball. Like James Harden, is, he's the ball guy. He's always holding the ball. That, that so. is true, man. Like how how would they how would they split the dividends on the touches? That's just be. Too much. They would, be, they would have to, just be they would have to like hold someone down. Someone, someone would have to lose some touches. And I mean, you think Kyrie and KD would be okay with that? Because Kyrie and KD, they haven't even had their, they haven't had their chance to shine yet on the Nets. You know, with all That's their, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's it's so, a really tough topic. You know, like I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure James Harden would love to win a ring, 
like that's undoubtable. But is he willing to, you know, is he willing to adapt his game to play with those guys? And how are those guys' games even going to mesh? We have a very small sample size. So, yeah, um, yeah it'll be very interesting to see for sure. It's tough to picture. I, I imagine the Nets make moves um, here coming up. The Nets are going to be active. I see a lot of people making moves. Like, uh, speaking of moves, Lakers, got Dennis Schroeder, gave up Danny Green, then the 28th pick. Um, Anthony Davis declines his option. And um, thinking about getting a bigger deal, bigger long-term deal in L.A. L.A.'s thinking about making a dynasty run. How y'all feeling? Do they can do it? LeBron's pretty damn old, 36 years old. Well, first think- off, LeBron's not going anywhere. LeBron is – he's the king. You know, he's uh, hes old, but he still outplays every player in the NBA to this day. Um, so, he's, I think we should scratch definitely, it off the record right away, LeBron being 36 years old. Uh, he's going to go. He is. He's going to carry that team one more year, maybe maybe even more. But if they make too many, too many adjustments to the team, I think they might have some problems because they have a really good dynamic right now. Um, I did hear some rumors about a DeMar DeRozan trade for Kuzma and um, Danny Green, but I heard that was actually – they canceled that. But I think, I think that would have been a bad trade, to be honest. Anyways. Yeah, I don't – I don't know. You know, we just have to see how the next season unfolds. It's going to be very interesting with the Warriors returning back with some strength and – Oh yeah, a high draft pick, absolutely. Or a different asset, depending on how they proceed with the draft in a couple of days. Um, it'll just be interesting to see. I think with the current Lakers roster, if you look at them versus, say, like a super team in the East, the Nets, I don't know that the current roster could take that down if that team does work out and that team does mesh well. Um, yeah, it'll just be it's, it's an interesting dynamic to watch going forward. I don't. I think that LA could definitely make a dynasty or they could definitely have a dynasty right now with LeBron for several more seasons, several more championships, but uh, it all just depends on the rest of the league and how they change. Cause we're going to see big players moving here like Giannis potentially and James Harden. Right. It, it could be a whole different, whole different. It already is going to be a whole different league next season com- as compared to this season. A lot of, so, a lot of nice picks we'll coming up too. Giannis to yeah. Portland. Five top Giannis, 10. Giannis to Portland. I don't know. You know, I don't know that Giannis, he might chase a bigger market than Portland. That's you know? true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know but if any big market Warriors? teams, I don't know. Giannis to the Warriors, uh, that would be, that would be unfair. Y'all have to, we'd have to cancel. We, we, we go back to 2016, man. They'd be battling it out like freaking two teams only. They'd just try, everybody would try to make a super team again. And, you know, and like, I, I think like that's, that's the direction we're going to, right? Where you, you, you draft superstars. And then they leave to join other superstars. And then you get championships. And then when they get old, they're like, fuck it. Let's just go and, like, do whatever now. We'll play on teams. We're trying to win championships, jump around, jump ship. Ever since – You know, that, the, the loyalty's gone. Loyalty's kind of gone. Ever since the Warriors run for, like, how many years in a row did they win? Uh, they won, they, like – They lost once to the Cavs three. and they won a few three. No, they only won twice in four years, right? Yep, twice in four years because they lost against the Raptors and the Cavs. Yeah, trilogy with the Cavs. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think ever since their first championship win with their super team, I think every team in the NBA has been chasing that dream. There's been a lot of super teams over the past. That is facts, honestly. You know, it's it's a lot more than I've seen in the past. You know, like I feel like 
this is a new thing that's happening. Teams piling up all these superstars all at once and the superstars actually being okay with it and being willing to give up some playing time in order to, to take that ring. It's how it's going to be. The, the cycle is big market teams not going to draft well. They're just going to poach players. Small market teams going to build around the draft, try to like make it out of that rut, but they're just always going to get poached, you know, unless you find loyal to loyal players to stay around in your organization. And <laughs> yeah, speaking of Brad Beal, long term. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's. I've said this earlier already. It depends on the team's success this season. He said he's expressed that he's willing to stay there long term, and he wants to spend his career in D.C. He's a big loyalty guy, and uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with John Wall returning. And uh, I think, I mean, last time John Wall started the season, we were the fourth seed in the East, so we'll see uh, what kind of noise we can make. We've only improved, I think, from the team we had when we did uh, make the playoffs a couple years in a row. So it, it'll be interesting to see for sure. I think Bradley Beal is not going anywhere though. Trade-wise, definitely not. He's definitely around for the next year. Yeah, y'all might go crazy. You know, Roy HMR is looking good. Thomas Bryant's looking good. Um, That boy, the sniper, Lithuanian sniper, I can't even think of his name right now, Bertans. I don't know that we can – I don't know that we can retain Bertans. He's a free agent. So, hopefully, you know, I think we're going to give him as good of an offer as anybody else. Um. Dep- I mean, depending on the kind of offer. Can't say he had a ball. He had a baller season. I can see him staying. But I mean, yeah, I think you're right. The only thing you call it, y'all could probably afford the Latvian laser. Yeah, and the eighth pick, which uh, you know, could could be fruitful. Team speaking speaking of speaking of picks, front office teams that got their head on straight finally. So. Speaking of picks, man, this is um, you know, at least for the top five star-studded lineup. But there's a lot of big-time names. I think media really helped it out, but uh. Which you you know, which your ideas on the draft? Who, who um, you think's going top? Uh, who's gonna, who you think is going number one? Definitely Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, and I'm I'm staying firm on that. It's one of the two. Um, they both have great potential. Uh, I think Anthony Edwards uh, will will probably progress a little bit slower than LaMelo Ball because LaMelo has a little bit of professional experience under his belt, but he's kind of a wild card at the same time. You know, he is, he's, he has really refined parts of his games um, in terms of passing, you know, uh, moving the ball, but at the same time, he has a lot of work to do. You know, it's a whole different game out there in the NBA. So we'll see. That's a tough one. Number one. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good candidates out there for number one right now. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, man. G. Rat, what you got, man? I don't. I don't see Lamelo Ball going first. Or you know, it's it's an interesting topic because you pick Lamelo Ball. It you know it brings in sales. It brings in revenue. Sure, but I just don't see. Yeah, I don't see the Timberwolves picking Lamelo Ball at first. I see them going with Anthony Edwards. Um. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think they, they, they're not too worried about the hype. They're just going to, you know, they're going to go for uh, the best baller in the draft, and I think that guy is Anthony Edwards. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think if LaMelo goes first, he'll be a bust uh, of some variety. Maybe not a bust in the long term, but I don't think he's going to be um, some superstar coming in like people are 
hyping him up to. You know what I really want to see, though, is James Wiseman to the Warriors. That well, hold up, hold up here. I was about to say, my first-round pick is going James to be James Wiseman, Wiseman to Minnesota Timberwolves. Because this is my idea, man. They're going to shock the world to go Twin Towers, all right? Just <laughs> my respects, my regards. But they're going to go just dominant big men. They kind of got a little soft guy named Carl Anthony Towns over there that can't really hold it down, all right? I'm just saying he's offensively a beast. Just can't hold it down, man. All right, so they're bringing James Wiseman, athletic seven-footer that just wants to block shit, send shit out the fucking universe, pair them up, have D'Lo just running the ball. It'd just be, you know, picking popping all the time, picking lobbing, picking shooting. It'd just be whatever, and they'd be balling. Yeah, that's that's interesting. No, I don't I don't know that I see that happening. Uh but yeah, it's interesting for sure. Like yeah, the only um factor I would say it not being is just because, you know, he was you know, he didn't really have a big college uh year. <laughs> you know, the fact that he was suspended didn't get sure. to play. Yeah, so I think that would hurt his chances being first. But I you know, I I imagine Minnesota just just doing the Minnesota trade or a pick. That being that pick, because they they just shocked the world all the time, man. They they had the the Andrew Wiggins trade, um, and they traded away Kevin Love, and then they got Jimmy Butler with one of those uh, uh, draft pick trades. It's just like you know they always like to shock the world, and maybe they might even trade for some some big name star. You never even know. Minnesota yeah, scary. We'll... We'll definitely, yeah, to speak on Minnesota, you never know what they're going to do. It's a very uh, very erratic front office over there. They've made some questionable moves for sure, but they've got some good some good building blocks there, and namely Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's a, a solid player, and I don't stud. think he's, he's only going to get better. You know, he can only improve on the aspects of his game that he's um, lacking in, which is really just his uh, defense. Um yeah, so that'll be interesting. And I think we'll definitely see a draft day trade for sure or two. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. I can see Warriors making a trade. Warriors picking up one of the juicy young prospects and trading for a big name uh, just so they can start right away. You know, the Warriors, they're hungry for another championship. So, I mean, I think yeah. that, that would definitely be in their best interest. They don't want to waste time trying to train one of these new rookies. Facts. That is true. I do think the Warriors are still only, you know, one piece away from having their dynasty team back. They they were pretty unbeatable until, you know, the injuries hit and the Raptors had that That's what I'm saying. amazing like, run. They already got the offensive end. If they got James Wiseman on their side, James Wiseman and Draymond Green rotating at the at the at the five, that would be I mean, they would be shutting him down on both ends of the court. What? So everybody feels so strongly about James Wiseman going two, but no one feels about one. They would steal it away from the Warriors, man. Take away that I, dynasty. I would, you know, Fuck I can't. All really, of them. I can't really speak on that because, you know, I, I, you really never know. But I, I feel pretty confident that he's not going to go one. And I can't give you an exact reason why. I just, I think that there's so many other big name players right now that like have a lot more potential than James Wiseman that would probably go one over him. See it. You can see it. Yeah. So second picks. Y'all thinking James Wiseman? Yeah, you got it. 
Um, I mean, the Warriors, I think they might, or there's a shot that they make a trade for to try to pick up another piece. Um, so I really do not know. Yeah, I don't know. I see LaMelo Ball going three, two. I see. Yeah. If I had to pick, I'd probably pick James Wiseman. If the Warriors were picking for their success in the short term and long term, they would pick James Wiseman too. I would like to see available. top three, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball in a perfect world. Which we might end up seeing. Yeah. yeah. Never know, though. There's always two. there's always a phantom pick or two up there. So. Two? For me, has to be the lame USC, Southern California's freshman, the undersized. I don't even know how to say his name, man. Should we say his name? Uh, oh, my God, I got it. It's not to be rude. I just, I don't know. how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, man. But hey, I think he's, he's, he's like a, he's like an athletic ass Draymond Green. Why not take him? Draymond Green can teach him, teach him how to, how to fucking kick people in the dick. But no, but I, 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 I definitely see like the Warriors really uh, like utilizing that small ball aspect the, the rest of the way, and James Wiseman really, really wouldn't fit it. He just would be kind of slowing them down. Uh, but like he, you know, and this guy can do, you know, the same amount of stuff as James Wiseman can. Um, and you know, we, we see him; he, he, he bowls. That. Yeah, I, I personally um, don't want him to go that high. Hopefully, he drops to my team. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a perfect, it'd be a steal for us. But um, yeah. All right, let's, let's get let's get third pick because uh, sure. yeah, we're definitely running high on the NBA time. Um, we got a lot more to talk about. Let's go. Um, number three, Hornets, Queen City. Andrew, let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, I'm repping. Oh, I'm gang. I'm not repping it, but but I know you're repping it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start us off then. Lamelo Ball. I agree. I agree. I do that's the best choice. I think I Terry do that's the best fucking choice. I don't think Terry Rozier. I don't think they're gonna keep that's him. Definitely the best choice. They take Lamelo. I. It's really hard to say though because I don't think Lamelo is 100% ready yet. I think he needs a little bit of time to acclimate. But um, but I'm we need we need we need that star player we need that oomph, yes that oomph. yeah no dude we, we need that because we that get will, that that will drive revenue up so much and I love I've been hearing about Lamelo Ball for years probably I want to say five years probably I've been watching his highlight yeah. tape in high school yeah. this that I've been seeing him everywhere the, his who his marketing manager whoever that is is his dad whatever the Ball family. That he does a phenomenal job because Lamelo Ball is a big name. Then he's gonna and he's gonna bring a crowd. That's guaranteed. It, even if yeah, you know, bust or not, he's 100%. gonna bring a crowd. I agree, hundred percent agree. And it really could be, you know, the 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 shot that the team needs to get going or really build up because Charlotte's a, Charlotte's a great city. I mean, lacks a little bit of culture, but you know, it's a great city, and they they need someone to be excited about over there. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And I've, I've, I've already expressed that I think LaMelo Ball getting picked by Charlotte. Um, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays in with their current guards and stuff because Devontae Graham, I think, is a very talented guard, even though he's definitely pretty bad on defense. 
And uh, yeah, Terry Rozier is kind of the opposite. Good defender, gritty player. It's not so, consistent. Gritty. He's gritty. But yeah, not not as consistent as he should have Be- been last season. But last season has an asterisk. It was a little bit weird. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, well, I don't think it's not even like we played that decent anyways. But we, we had good development with P.J. Washington. I think that was great. Um, yeah, that our young good. guys are doing – yeah, our young guys are really involving. Cody Martin's really involving. Malik Monk is trying to get there. We're getting him there. Um, so, Miles Bridges. I can't even try – I forgot about Miles Bridges. He's about to be a superstar. Yeah. He's about like to be Miles a Bridges. fucking superstar. I like Miles so, Bridges. Miles Bridges has been playing. Yeah, he's been playing well. Yeah, so. Well. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Uh, four. Uh, fourth pick belongs to the, the, the Bulls. Anyone want to take a stab? You got a I'm mock draft thinking, idea? I'm thinking Denny Avita. What do y'all think about that? Who? Denny Avita. It's spelled A V D I G. Let me look this guy up. I'm not familiar. He was. He played. He's right probably, probably one of the best international picks in, in mm, Israeli. Uh, he's a two-time yeah. Israel League champion, and he won uh, the FIBA U20. European Championship MVP in 2019. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good playmaker, uh, makes smart, precise passes. Uh, and his weakness is probably just shooting, um, mainly free, free throw shooting. He shoots his about three-point three shot is ass, too. Yeah, his three-point shot, just shooting in general. Yeah, and then burst speed as well, I would say. All right, as, a, as, a, as Hornets fans, Andrew, um, he is compared um, of NBA players. He's compared – with Nicholas Batum. Oof. But um, Nicholas Batum is a good player. You once, 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 once. He once was. He a good once player. was a good player. Sure. I remember a few years ago, him Portland uh, days, draft days, my fantasy team, and uh, not doing well for them. <laughs> very, very. Much so. It's a bomb. I think that's a bust. But I have uh, a lot of hope for him. My opinion. I, I have hope for the European or the the foreign picks. Um, you feel it? Another little Luca coming out of the uh, woodwork. You know, I just they just seem to be pretty successful. You know, not all of them. I mean, the Wizards picked Don Bethley. I think the the skill in the European leagues, like the people who are coming out of them, I think it's definitely like we've seen a lot of good European picks in the. It's, in the high, it's a high skill league. I feel like the players yeah. that come from overseas are very skilled. And this guy, I mean, he's not like the typical Europe overseas player he's an inside big man from what i can gather and um that's not traditional of the european players you know and he's got a hell of a flow in recent memory players like that coming from overseas have not been excellent but we'll just have to see yeah um, so i agree no i 100 percent agree so are y'all, um, y'all agreeing with me denny fourth pick or what what are you thinking no, i think i think he's a bust um we got fourth pick uh garrett um I think they're going to go with Killian Hayes. I think they're going to get another guard, try to boost up that uh, that backcourt because it's already – I mean, it's electric with uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Kobe White. Um, uh, who else they got? Chris Dunn. Um, we'll see. We'll see, man. They, they're pretty stacked. They do have yeah, a stacked backcourt, but there. I think there's moves to be made in the offseason for the Bulls. I think that's not Chris Dunn's home. Um, Kobe White. It's hard to say. It was a, it was a hot and cold rookie campaign. So, yeah, um, it really was. That development has to be seen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't think we really talked about um, this guy, man. But I think fourth pick, 
everybody, everybody thinks he's going to be a first-round pick, but I think he's going to drop down to four. Anthony Edwards. Um, another Jordan guy. I feel like the Bulls now. He's the next Jordan. Sure. So, but no, um, you know, he, he played amazing at Georgia, even though Georgia didn't really do well. Um, he played great. He, he you know, his, he's, he's strong. He's big, athletic. Um, shoot, attack, defend, complete player. Um, but I think he'll fall down just because, like I was saying, with the other picks, there's, there's reasons to it. Uh, so they don't really need Anthony Edwards, even though, you know, they, someone can snag him early and just trade him, but they don't really need him in, the, in their systems. Uh, so I see Anthony Edwards falling into four and really helping out Chicago get that extra step. Um, but the competition definitely, they might even move to, you know, the three. I can see them definitely playing the three, and that would be a really electric team to watch next season if they get Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards. Fifth pick, Cavs got it. Let the man Andrew, Ohio native. That's my speak on that. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking OB Toppin. I'm really liking Obi Toppin for the Cavs. You know, he's he is 22 years old, so he's a little bit older than the average draft pick that uh, we usually see. But you know, he's he's got a very strong scoring ability, um, driving in the paint. He catches lobs. He throws it down consistently, and we've seen that you know throughout his college experience. He also can shoot though, so you know he's got he's got a few upsides. Uh, just a very powerful offensive uh machine i think I, I could see him honestly becoming another superstar him, him and andre drummond would just be hooping i can see it i can see it yeah I, i'm inclined to agree with you i think that I, that would be a good pick for the Cavs. i think uh they could get some instant gratification from that as uh compared to their recent picks which are really more prospects um talking about darius garland and uh colin sexton so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They definitely didn't get what they expected out of Colin Sexton. Um, but they, I think they can get a valuable asset off rip with Obi Toppin. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the past, previous uh, Cavs drafts, I can see them doing something stupid like drafting Nico Manning or fucking like RJ Hampton. <laughs> Some like top-rated, like, mo- like super hype guard. But um, Andrew, Andrew sold me, man. Just looked him up, Obi Toppin. Kind of that dude. Kind of that dude. So, uh, will the, the Cavs pick him? Probably not. Should the, the Cavs pick him? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Cavs, Cavs, if you're watching this, please don't sell us again. <laughs> Do us one right. We need it. After LeBron left us, after Kyrie left us, we need this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll move away from the uh, NBA for now. And let's talk about what happened. And uh, today, Dustin Johnson won the Masters. You know, he went 20 under par, um, two strokes. He beat, he beat, he beat Tiger's record, uh, two strokes that uh, Tiger did in 1997. Um, so, yeah. Anybody got to say about um, that shit? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Tiger played like shit. <laughs> yeah, feature my background. But, 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 but he, he rolled back the back nine. He rolled back. He came back. He he, and he he's a he's a uh, very you know strong player. He he doesn't let something like that get to him. But um, talking about just Dustin Johnson, you know USC graduate over here. So I'm living I'm Columbia living, guy. Yeah. Dude, there's so much good Columbia it news today, man. 
Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, obviously COVID, you know, I would be out turning up right now for Dustin Johnson, but fortunately we cannot. Sad day. But, um, yeah, no, he played He played very well. Got his green jacket, got his very nice Masters trophy. Um, and he, his, his quote after winning was, as a kid, you're dreaming about winning the Masters and having Tiger put the green jacket on you. And I'm here, and what a great feeling it is. So, you know. I, could, I couldn't agree with them more. It is a great feeling. It was, yeah. That, yeah. It was it, gas. It is, yeah, it's a great run. You know, great. I mean, as I understand, it's the lowest score ever shot at, a, I guess, the Nationals. It's yeah, it is. Pretty it's impressive. History today. <laughs> Very impressive. Uh, yeah, well-deserved. Glad to see yeah. a, a South Carolina boy. And then the, the favorite, though, Bryson uh, DeChambeau. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't live up to expectations. Didn't, didn't play at, great. Oh, he he was played actually a very rough game. Did you guys see that one shot he took where it, it went into the the deep grass and I guess the the grass was wet. It ended up plummeting into the grass and the cameras actually caught it. They saw exactly where it landed, yet they couldn't find the ball. So he had to take a stroke penalty. I think oh, at that moment he just he was kicking himself and and it was uh it was tough to come back from. Um, and he was actually, yeah, he was the odds-on favorite for winning. Uh, yeah, he did because he won the U.S. Open this past September. Yeah, he was leading a FedEx Cup standings. I believe he might still be. I haven't checked. Um, I haven't checked it. <laughs> but yeah, it's he definitely struggled in even the first couple rounds. He could never really get anything going. He was sitting around even. So. He did say something at the end though. He was he mentioned feeling dizziness. I don't know if you guys heard about this yet. Um, no. And yeah, he, he said every time he stood up and down, like, you know, when you stand up and you get dizzy and like, because you stand up too fast type of deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said he was, it was like something like that, something similar. And when he would stand up and down, he just kept getting dizzy. Um, and then he said there, like, there was numerous times where he, like, he could feel it and it was just super uncomfortable and he couldn't see anything and he was messing up all his putts. So might have had uh, a factor to play and, and, you know, his loss and his performance in this Masters. Or uh, excuses, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, I was honestly thinking the exact same thing when I when I heard him talking about it. He seemed fine to me, but who's yeah. really to tell? Yeah, um, you know, I just want to let you guys know that yeah, me and Garrett went out and, and uh, played golf today, and I, I hit on three or four different occasions of holes, I stroked a 10 for Tiger. Yeah, just well, like for Tiger. There. I was for right Tiger. there. I was right there with and, him doing it yeah. just for Tiger. Yeah, and, and, and I also had a, I had a, I had a, a shoestring injury, so I wasn't really playing the best. Um, yeah. I, 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 my pinky toe was hurting, so I. <laughs> I was Maybe feeling a little dizzy. I yeah. can't lie, I was a little dizzy uh, out there today. So. Yeah, yeah, the wind was weird. It was like it was blowing like downwards, and then like yeah. kind of hit the ground. It, hit, it went up. It was like messing up all my shots. Garrett, it was totally ridiculous. Did Garrett shoot before you, and then you you thought that was the wind you should calculate, and then it just changed. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah, gale conditions coming every which way. Like you never knew which way your ball was going to get carried. It was outrageous. Yeah. Hey, um, I. Uh, I think that's all the sports talk we have, man. But hey, we did not, we're not lying to y'all. We got some little business talk going on. Uh, I'll let my boys kind of dive into it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start there. Um, so this is specifically for 
people like us, um, this little this little tidbit here. This is for college students or not even just college students, anybody right now that is actively searching to find a job. Um, so these are just five tips that might be able to help you guys. Uh, and yeah, so I'm just gonna go ahead and start with number one, network. Networking is crazy important. Can you guys vouch for me on that? Have, like, have you guys been doing a lot of networking there in Atlanta to try to find? I, I have to, I have to agree with you. Networking Absolutely. is really, really, really big um, for any industry that you want to be in. You really knowing people and knowing, like, yeah, having connections and the like. You know, like having those connections, you have kind of like the prior, like priority information. Like knowing them, they'll they'll hand you the information first for anybody else. So like just yeah just networking and talking to people is so big gives you it gives you so many openings and opens up so much opportunity that most people don't have and i totally it's agree actually it's actually really easy too so a little tip start with loved ones friends family members those could be very great connections and not only them personally but every one of your friends and family members they know people they know plenty of people so just go out and start talking to them. It's a great way to get a, get practice and experience talking about your your goals and your aspirations and, and your career. And you never know who might know somebody that they could link you to. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely reach out. And that's that's the first thing is you just have to start by getting uncomfortable, reaching out. Start with start easy with family, loved ones, um, and then you know start obviously expanding out of your comfort zone. You can reach out on social media. You can show up to businesses, um, just talk to people. It's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, I just think I agree with everything you had to say and the saying is definitely true or it definitely holds true. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know because you know, some of the most successful people I know don't know a whole lot. They just know a lot of people and they, they were successful at marketing and um, you know, establishing themselves and that's, that's really all it is. And then, um, so I guess I'll lead on to tip number two, which uh, I actually already mentioned, get uncomfortable. This is, uh, and, and you know, a lot of people, especially if you're, you're like me, like it, it's kind of hard to talk to people you don't know. You know, you have, to, you have to go out of your comfort zone. It is a little awkward, it is a little uncomfortable. But just remember um, when you are reaching out to the, these people, whether it's via internet, phone, in person, um, whoever it is and whatever it is, uh, nine out of 10 times, these people actually are excited to hear from you. Not just excited, but they, I mean, people like to talk about their job. And if you, if you're showing an active interest in it, you know, it's not, people typically don't feel like you're imposing on them. Typically people would enjoy uh, telling you a little bit about what they do. And not only that, but you could expand on that and uh, possibly secure a job opportunity uh, just by doing that. And not even just your typical filling out applications and whatnot. Absolutely. Uh, yep, it's really yep, yep. like the easiest, uh, the easiest icebreaker for a conversation is like, what do you do? And it's the easiest way to, you know, start uh, intelligent conversations with people. So that's definitely long story tip. short. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that ass, that ass, you know, got it right on that there. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> Um, so number three though, is use online resources. So do you guys, you guys both have LinkedIn, right? Of course. Yeah. LinkedIn. Indeed. I look so fresh for a reason. <laughs> LinkedIn, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, um, Ladder, uh, all these, all these different job sites, they have different benefits and different, uh, 
different things they offer that could possibly be helpful to specifically you in whatever industry you're looking for, whatever salary requirements you're looking for. They all have uh, different benefits. So I suggest if you're currently looking for a job right now, do a little research. Um, try to find a social media job platform um, that's right for you uh, and maybe just try to focus on that. Uh, don't try not to maybe reach out too far and make like five different accounts on like all these different sites. Maybe just try to focus on one and um, really just dive into it and uh, immerse all your information on there. Um, yeah, so I think that's I think that's very important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally agree, man. Totally agree. Just uh, just yeah. being active on a site can get you so far. Pretty much uh, all the interviews I've had set up have just been people that have seen my resume somewhere or been, yeah, I've been, they contacted me looking to, you know, recruit and all that. And I know, Andrew, you've experienced this as well. As well. It's definitely, uh, you got to utilize the, the resources available for sure. And uh, yeah, it's definitely good to have your name out there on some, some public platforms. Yep, yep, yep. Agree, agree. You know, get your digital footprint out there, and, you know, just be exposed. Yeah. Coming from a marketing major, Dino, do you have any advice on how people should maybe market themselves on these uh, on these di digital platforms? Uh, first off, <laughs> don't be raunchy on your damn social media, all right? Just because it's private doesn't mean it's shit, all right? You know, I keep it clean, PG, all right? If you want to, make your little burners, all right? Look, you, you know, Katie does it. If, Kate, if Katie does it, anybody can do it. All right. Yeah. Um, second off, I, man. So I can dunk then? What's up? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that if Katie does it, anyone can do it. But I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even touched the rim yet. So what's going on, Dino? <laughs> Shit. If you're seven feet tall, you can also touch the rim. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. But yeah, you know, just you know, keep it clean. Keep it nice. Um, engaging. Always, always, always. Like, I feel like a hypocrite saying this, but it, it's always good to be active on your social medias, frequently post, frequently do things, be involved because people don't want to see some dude with 15 damn posts. And then your last post is two years ago, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keep up the date. All right. And that leads us into number four, get in contact with staffing agencies and job recruiters. That is actually how I am in the position that I am in right now. Um, job recruiters and staffing agencies will like, it's gonna, they might not get back to you at first, especially during these times of COVID. And a lot of people are out there, you know, out of jobs and or looking for jobs. Um, so they're, they're definitely keeping a busy schedule, but also with this, there are a lot of uh, niche markets that are popping up and a lot of job opportunities that are definitely out there. And these uh, job recruiters and staffing agencies can, can be a big help in that situation. So, um, and if you are in contact with them, uh, I promise you just wait and uh, keep in contact with them, you know, be a pest, be a little bit annoying, but you know, don't piss them off too much, but you know, you gotta, you gotta talk to them. Um, and it'll, it'll come because when I actually got my job opportunity, I had three um, offers within uh, 48 hours, three different job offers, and they were all temporary. And then once I ended up securing the temporary position, I also ended up getting two full-time positions from the same staffing agency. So it's 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 a really great uh, way to reach out to people and, and find different opportunities out there that you might not see on, you know, ZipRecruiter or different job posting websites. I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. 
Facts. Absolutely. That was, uh, yeah, Com- totally valuable. One of the most valuable resources you could have is just somebody pulling your, or somebody fighting your case for you. You know, if you get on good rapport with a good recruiter, um, the sky is really the limit because they really, they really do like pull for you. And it means a lot more that somebody's bringing you in than you're just coming in on the street, off the street with an application. So. Yeah. Not only that, they vouch for you. Yes. Yeah. But also um, they handle all the hard shit for you. Like any of the shit that you don't want, all the conversations you don't want to have, like you have two yeah. job offers, like, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about this one. I don't want this one. They will, they will quit for you. You are staffed. Well, if, if you're in my situation, which I went through Robert half um, and you are, st- I was staffed by them. I was one of their employees. So they had all the hard conversations for me. If the job I was yeah. leaving, they took care of that for me. They, they were the middleman between me and uh, all the people that I was, you know, doing the work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Totally. You got any more tips, Andrew? Yeah, it's the last one. Uh, join uh, a professional organization. I know this went on a little bit long, but professional organizations offer almost anyone, almost anyone, a simple, easy way of breaking the ice in terms of networking. This stuff is great, um, and you can find a professional organization for any industry you're interested in. Uh, literally anything. Uh, you can go to jobstars.com. And you can look through any industry you're interested in. They'll, they'll have a professional organization posted and you can find one in your area uh, if they have one. And uh, you should just, you know, go up and show because these are all people working the jobs that you might aspire to work one day. And it's a great way to network and meet people. And it's, I mean, you're there for the for the same, if not uh, yeah, the same reasons that they are to network. Um, and yeah, so just go out of your comfort zone, get out there, join join something like that. You know, definitely gas information, man. Definitely gas information. You got anything to add with the Garrett? No, I was just saying I need to I need to heed that information. That's that's a good good <laughs> tip right there. Never thought about joining an organization for uh, networking purposes. That's oh shoot. All right, well guys, thank you for listening to our first podcast. This is the Meanders. All right, follow us at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the official Meanders. All right. Uh, Dino Juan. Isn't it? And I'm Garrett Casella. Before we close, is it the official meanders or is it the official meander? The official meander. Let me rephrase this. Our Instagram, Twitter, the official meander. Go follow that. We post crazy shit all the time. Maybe crazy shit to us and not to you. Crazy shit all the time, though. Yeah. All right. It's been real. Thanks for tuning in to the inaugural broadcast. (laughs) This is Garrett Casella signing off.